Happy Sabbath. I don't know if you heard about um, the big island in Hawaii. Um, the big island is the Hawaii. But um, have you guys been looking at some pictures of um, the big island in Hawaii? There's some, here's some lava pictures I want to show you. Oh, you want me to use this? Okay. Here's some lava pictures we have. Can you see it? The red things, that, that's lava. It's really hot, okay? Some more pictures. There you go. That's what Hawaii, the big island, looks like right now. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, there, was a, there was this car that just got engulfed by lava and got completely melted. I couldn't find that video, but um, where people live and homes, they've been just burned by lava like this. Something very interesting about this is that most people think that right now in Big Island, people have been evacuated and it's like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen to Hawaii? Let me show you what people are thinking right now, okay? So people think that, you see this picture right here? This peop, what people imagine the Hawaii lava flows look like, like this, right? What the Hawaii lava flows look like in reality is right here. <laughs> you see what's happening here? So people are like really worried, like what's going to happen to people of Hawaii? Well, they're fine, okay? <laughs> They're all fine, okay? But there's a little bit of lava that they see and they're concerned. So some people, a few people got evacuated, okay? Um, whoops. Can we go back to the, the regular? Um, so, so here's a lesson that I want to share with you. What you and I think and believe may not necessarily be true. I thought Big Island was burning. And when I saw this, I was like, oh, the reality is completely different. So here's what I ask of you today, okay? As you hear me out, okay? As you hear me out today, please recognize the fact that what you and I thought and believed about the meaning of work, what we do, our job, the purpose of our job and work may not be true. I'm praying that you find a new insight today. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this Beautiful Sabbath with just perfect weather. Lord, now, as we open the Bible, open our hearts also. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let me say what a great joy it is to be here again with all of you because I wasn't really gone or anything, but I feel like I've been away for a while. You know what I mean? 
So I'm just very uh, happy to be here this morning. Let me invite you, if you would, to open God's Word and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 17. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 17. We're just going to read one verse today, okay? One verse. Verse 17. Nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned to them, just as God has called them. This is the rule I lay down in all the churches. It's graduation season. In fact, this weekend is the graduation weekend for the Loma Linda University, and this means several of our students will graduate tomorrow. We have many graduates this year again. In Loma Linda Church, it's busy and yet exciting times for us. You know what this means, right? Finally, their training is over, and they will be sent out to do their work. Okay? Finally, they're going to be adults. You know what I mean? And they're going to work and they're going to make money. You know what this means to me? This means from now on, I'm not going to pay for their meals. In fact, this means they're going to pay for me. So I love graduation in our church. We know this pattern. All of us, we all go to school for like 100 years, right? And then finally we graduate and we go to our workplaces. It happens to all of us. We get a job and start working. The main point of my message this morning is something every person struggles with or has struggled with. It's about our job. What should I choose as my career? Some of you guys have already chosen. So it is the issue of my personal vocation or calling. But we're not going to stop just there. We'll explore beyond that and touch upon how we can fulfill the demands of our vocation as an essential part of Christian life. So that's what we're going to focus on. I'm not going to tell you what you should choose as your career, okay? But we're going to talk about how you're going to do your job as a Christian in our daily life. Or to put it another way, how we can do our job and at the same time understand the purpose of our job as followers of Jesus Christ. The main point today is to find meaning in what we do in our daily life. Whether you work in home, hospital, school, law firm, business, wherever you may work, there's meaning to our work. Paul calls it in today's passage, he calls it an assignment. Okay? An assignment. Whatever situation the Lord has assigned to them, just as God has called them. This is a situation where 
where all of us are in, and we have assignment, and God calls us to this assignment and situation. Here the call in verse 17 refers not to God's saving, uh, renewing, transforming call in the gospel. Here it refers rather to our unique, particular vocations in life. It's actually referring to our jobs. Look at the text. Each person should live as a believer in whatever situation that the Lord has assigned to them. We've been called by God to this assignment in life. We have a lot of assignment in life as husbands and and wives, fathers and mothers, children and siblings, uh, physicians, dentists, healthcare workers and teachers, lawyers, homemakers and carpenters and shopkeepers and so on. There are so many jobs and assignments that we have in our lives, right? This is the call of God in His providence given to each one of us in the various situations that God has assigned us in our daily lives. God has given us in His providence a calling in life, an assignment in life, a vocation. Usually, this is, this is what we do in our jobs, okay? We have our church life on Sabbath, and we have our work life during the week. Know what I mean? And we like to separate them. We do not like to mix them, mix the two. Actually, this kind of behavior starts very young. I I noticed that um, a lot of kids and um, even the teenagers, especially teenagers at our church, um, they go through this all the time. They have this, my church friends and my school friends, and they don't like to mix them together. You know what I mean? I go to church and I hang out with my church friends on the weekends, and I go to school and I have my friends that I hang out with during the week. And we have this awkwardness trying to mix them together, right? Same thing, we do that with our jobs and our church life. We have our calling into salvation here on one side, and we have our calling into work on the other side. My salvation calling here and my my money-making call right here, and we want them to be separated. Because to most of us, my job, my work, is simply about making money. I got to work so that I can provide for myself and my family. That's all there is to it. The purpose for my career, for my job, for my career is to make money. And it's not bad. It's really important. However, Apostle Paul challenges us today and gives new meaning to our work. He's saying our spiritual life, our spiritual calling should give new meaning to our work calling. He's saying each person should live as a believer in our situation, our work 
in the assignment that we have in our lives. I mean, without God, without God, we can live for myself and my family, right? We work to get money so that we can live. We work for money. So if you make more money, you can provide more for yourself and your family. Without God, my work is about me. But now, okay, but now that we live in the calling of salvation, we're also called to work with a different purpose. In today's passage, Paul counsels us that when we become Christians, it is unnecessary to change what they are currently doing in life. So when we are called by God, when we meet Jesus in life, in our salvation calling, it doesn't mean that we need to change our vocation. We do not, change, we do not need to change our, our, our jobs. Okay, We don't need to change our state. We do not need to change our job or social situation. We don't need to change our day job to follow Jesus. Here, Paul uses two very religious words to describe ordinary work. He calls them calling and assignment. Okay? Now, I'm not referring them to any religious or church ministries, but to common social economic tests or our secular jobs. And the implication is clear. Just as God equips Christians for building up the body of Christ or the church, so he also equips all of us, you and me, all of us, with talents and gifts for various kinds of work, for the purpose of building up the human community or the world, not just the spiritual community, but also the human community. So Loma Linda Church, our vocation or calling should be a contribution to the good of all and not merely a means to my own advancement or my own self-fulfillment or power. We need to remember that something can be vocation or calling only if some other party calls you to do it and you do it for their sake rather than for your own sake. Our daily work can be calling only if it is reconceived as God's assignment to serve Him and to serve others. And that is exactly how the Bible teaches us to view work. What I mean is that God provides purpose for our work by calling us. So what is that purpose? I believe the purpose for our work is not merely to make money to provide for myself, but to serve God and serve others. That, I believe, is the biblical view of our work. You see, this should give us a whole new meaning for those who are graduating this year. I know a lot of you guys, all the graduates, raise your hand. Okay, we love you guys, all right? Although some of you guys are leaving, we love you, okay? 
So this should give you a completely diff- different meaning for your graduation. All your accomplishment and all your achievement must not be for your own benefit, but to benefit God and others. In our church, we have many, okay? We have many high-achieving young students in colleges and graduate schools. All of you will be lured by the seduction of money and power. I pray, Loma Linda Church and all the students, I pray that you do not choose your job not by the dollar sign or dollar amount and how many zeros you're going to have in your paychecks, but by God's calling to serve Him and serve others. When I was in San Diego church, there was a guy who came to our church. And it's a long story, so I cannot share you the whole long story. But this guy came, um, and he was kind of a new person in our church. And he came to me and said, Pastor, I have two job offers. I need to change my job, but I have two offers. He was, a, he was an attorney. And he said, Pastor, I have this one job. He's a DA in Riverside County. Okay? I can be a district attorney in Riverside County. And then he also said, also the, another job that was offered to me is an in-house legal, uh, legal advisor for, a, for an investment company in San Diego. So he came to me and said, Pastor, which job should I use? Because, uh, which job should I take? Because the DA job, you know, I can go and um, um, it would be good to um, put bad people away and I'll be serving justice. So it'll be very meaningful. And he also said, well, the second job, but is um, I'm going to have a better view from my office and I'm going to get paid more. Which job should I take? You know, at the moment, it was a really interesting moment because I was still very young when I was a pastor in San Diego. And this guy was way, you know, I don't want to say way older, but um, slightly way older than me. And I was kind of um, flattered by the fact that he, because I'm a pastor, he came to me and asked me for advice. So I wanted to say really something really good, but I couldn't. So I did a, whenever that happens, I kind of do a little short prayer. I'm like, Jesus, guide me and say something, not my words, but your words. And all of a sudden, I blabber some kind of words to him, but I thought it was really good. You know, I, I actually said, you know, instead of thinking which job is better, you should actually think about in which job you can serve God better. All of us, Loma Linda Church, should be aware of, of this revolutionary understanding of the purpose of our work in the world. We're not to choose jobs and conduct our works to fulfill ourselves and accrue money and power. We're to see work as a way of service to God and to our neighbor. The question of our choice of work 
is no longer what will make me the most money and give me most status. The question must now be how, with my existing abilities and opportunities, can I be of greatest service to other people? Knowing what I do is in God's will. Amen? You know what's going to happen to us when we realize this? What's going to happen is that when we work, this will lead us to become better workers in what we do. It will give us a more sustainable motivation for discipline and excellence at work. Think about it. If the point of work is to serve and exalt myself, then my work inevitably becomes less about the work and more about me. Our aggressiveness will eventually become abuse and our drive will become burnout and our self-sufficiency will become self-loathing. But if the purpose of work is to serve and exalt something beyond ourselves, then we actually have a better reason to deploy our talent and ambition. We'll be more likely to be successful in the long run, even by the world's measurement. Nobody Nobody took hold of the teaching of today's passage more powerfully than Martin Luther. Martin Luther didn't just reform the Christian church. He also revolutionized calling and assignment. The Catholic Church understood calling, uh, assignment, or occupation in a completely different way. The Catholic Church believed that the only work in the only work in and for the church could qualify for God's work. This meant that the only way to be called by God into service was as a monk, a priest, or a nun. Everything else, every other work that other people do are not holy work. So what they were doing in church, they were called the spiritual estate. Everyone else's work was worldly, okay? And secular labor was seen inferior. Henceforth, they considered church work or clergy work to be superior over all other work. So in the old standard, pretty much what I do and what Pastor Isaac does and Pastor what, what Pastor Jenny used to do until this month will be way superior than any of the things that what you guys will be doing. Good old days, huh? What Luther discovered was that God calls Every Christian 
equally to their work. In his exposition of Psalm 147, Luther lays out the biblical understanding of vocation or assignment or our job, explaining how God provides for the security and safety of a city. Psalm 147 verse 13 says, God God strengthens the bars of your gates as he talks about the safety and security of a city. Okay, By the word bars, Luther found that not only the iron bar a blacksmith can make, but the gate which the carpenter makes, as well as everything else that helps to protect the city, such as a good government, good city ordinances, good order, good citizens, and good rulers. All of them equally contribute to the security of the city. Here's a very interesting fact. Okay? Do you know why the Catholic Church believed that church work was higher than or more superior than any other work? It's actually from it's actually from the belief in righteousness by work. After hundreds of years, they still believed and behaved like the Pharisees in the days of Jesus. They believed their own merit or good work would bring righteousness. So they read the Bible and meditate upon it all day long. They've left the secular world and only devoted themselves in their monastery, in their church work, and they believed their holy work in church. Their work would buy favor with God and thereby make eternal life secure. Only when Luther learned of righteousness by grace, he realized that we are saved through faith in Christ apart from any good works. Our good works do not bring favor with God, but instead our faith brings favor with God. Let me read this quote for you um, that Martin Luther wrote, okay? So check this out. he came to this conclusion. If religious works were crucial to achieving a good standing with God, then there would always be a fundamental difference between those in church ministry like me and everyone else like all of you. But if religious work did absolutely nothing to earn favor with God, it could no longer be seen as superior to other forms of labor. Okay, Loma Linda Church. I realized this only this week that I also was guilty of believing that the pastor's job was more important and more valuable than other jobs. This week, I thought, 
I thought, okay, yes, teachers are called, you know. And every other job, you know, they're somewhat called. But even in our church, to this day, we called pastor's calling as the higher calling. That's what I learned in seminary. Because I'm doing church work. Come on, after all, I work for God. I learned this week that that is not true. We all work for God. All of us. Just because I work for the church, it does not make my work any holier than any other jobs. You, my friends, all of you, Lomar, in the church, wherever you work, are called by God and Whatever you do, as long as you serve God and others, we're all doing equal work for our God. My job is not any higher than any other job. And listen, my prayer is not any more powerful than any of your prayers. Are you listening to me? In our Korean thinking, in our righteousness by work, thinking that if the pastor comes and prays, there's some kind of more spiritual power. That is not true. Man, I thought I was special. Not at all. I learned this week that I am not any more special than any of you in God's eyes. All of us, regardless of what we do for a living or where we work, our day job is all equal in God's eyes. We're all called for the same purpose, to serve God and serve others. In my assignment. Okay, I'm not done. Okay, there's more. This can be our application for today, okay? While ancient monks may have sought salvation through religious works, many people in the 21st century, like you and I, seek a kind of twisted version of salvation from our career success. This is what I mean. In a way, our career success has become our salvation. We get our self-esteem and self-worth from what we do. Isn't that true? If you get into, uh, if you get a high-paying, paying status jobs or high-status jobs, or high-paying job, you are worth something, right? If you get into a certain school, certain program, or some certain specialty, you are more valuable. If you're more educated than me, 
you're more valuable. If you make more money than me, you're more valuable. If you're smarter than me, you're more valuable. We live in this career success or money caste system. Why are we valued by our success? Why are we valued by how much money we make? Why are we valued by what we do? We're not human doings. We are human beings. Remember? The gospel tells us who we are. We are sons and daughters of mighty king. That's where we get our value from. We are not human doings. We are human beings. The gospel frees us from the relentless pressure of having to prove ourselves and secure our identity through work. But we are already proven and secure in Christ. It also frees us from a condescending attitude toward less sophisticated labor and from envy more exalted work. All work, Loma Linda Church, all work now becomes a way to love the God who saved us freely. Amen? We live in this congregation. Okay, so we have in this congregation, okay, in, in our church, nurses, teachers, carpenters, artists, secretaries, bookkeepers, lawyers, receptionists, accountants, social workers, repairmen of very... Do you have any repairmen of any? Because we need them. I really need them. (laughs) Engineers, office managers, waitresses, plumbers, salesmen, students, security guards, doctors, dentists, pharmacists, teachers, military personnel, counselors, bankers, police officers, decorators, musicians, architects, painters, house cleaners, house owners... Business owners, missionaries, pastors, school, I'm not done yet, school administrators, housewives, house husbands, cabinet makers, and many more. Those things do not give you any value. But if you do these to serve God and serve others, that's where the value is. Amen? All work is a way to love God as long as we do it to serve Him and serve others. He doesn't care where you work. God doesn't care where you work. But whether we work for yourself or Him. Okay, let me clarify, okay? Let me clarify something before we close, because I don't want any, anyone misunderstand me. Paul is not saying that a professional thief, okay, or a Corinthian cult prostitute should stay in the calling, okay? You know what I mean? It's like if you're a drug dealer or if you're, a prof- if you're like a professional criminal, um, if, if you're not in line with biblical teachings or God's teachings, you should abandon your career and do something else. Okay, I don't want anyone misunderstand me, okay? The point is, as long as your work is in line 
of God's teachings, you stay in the situation God has assigned you. If you want to change it, that's fine. But the important is the purpose is to serve God and serve others. You are where you are by divine assignment. Your job is your ministerial assignment, just as mine is. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this.